0: This is a podcast from 3RRR 102.7 FM in Melbourne, truly independent community radio.
1: It's the afternoon. Um, mm, kind of a delicious Sunday in a way because it's a long Sunday for a long weekend, a special weekend uh, if you happen to be a, uh, a Christian and uh, good on you to Jesus. Roll away the stone. Was today Roll Away the Stone Day? Jed. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Um, uh, Jed McCartney, a very, very good good afternoon to you.
2: Afternoon to you too, Cam. Lovely I, that um... you've
1: uh, you're joining us here.
2: Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. In fact, it's a, a greater pleasure than you know. It's getting mm. me out of uh, doing a lot of work around the house.
1: <laughs> it seems to be um, uh, okay. So, uh, resurrection is a the theme of today. It, it could see, but also the application of paint onto flat surfaces <laughs> seems to be a, a thing around the station
2: today. Because uh, Jed, you've been um, you've been working, been doing a bit of painting, yeah, around the house, a new, mm. new shed, and, getting the um, shed done. Yeah, it's great. But uh, yes, it was Roll Away the Stone Day, I believe. It is
1: Roll Away the Stone. Um, yeah, I think great Friday song by Friday Leon was Russell. Do you remember
2: that? <laughs> yeah. That's a good
1: song. Oh, good song. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if he's inspired by that event. Hmm. Maybe, maybe we need a music expert in, and we do. We've got a music expert coming in. We have. Um, we have um, someone that could be sort of called the Great Filter of um of three triple r there there's there's a tidal wave of recorded music out there folks and and we've got a very very special person his name's simon winkler and he's um beavering away next door probably listening to music as we speak and his job is to sort out the wheat from the chaff the 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 diamonds from the
2: dross that there are a few people i think that know as much about music as simon i'm Mm. Always in awe when I listen to uh, his show on Thursday Arvo. Yes. uh, At his knowledge Mm. of music. And and it just doesn't stick in my head. The depth. Look his.
1: Yes. Um, So, but he has a a hidden side to him, shall we say. Oh, (laughs) yeah, this was Um, very hidden. By day... Uh, the uh, the music coordinator, should we call him? M- he
2: is the he- mild mannered music coordinator.
1: Yes, yes, but uh, <laughs> mild? Mm, <laughs> no, um, because this this alter ego of his, he, uh, he indulges in competitive chili eating. Now okay. Let's let's just let those words hang for two. Let's do them again. Competitive
2: chili eating. Whoa! Wouldn't have picked it. I know he's a um a, a bit of a uh, home chef mm. and uh, he's right into his food and, and, and maybe cooking. he likes an endorphin rush maybe he
1: does maybe he likes dopamine flowing through his body <laughs> because uh, um apparently well that's that's one of the effects of um of having this this alkaloid in our sister capsicin, which is the uh is the thing that makes us go ah, <laughs> or, or, you know, makes us go racing for the uh, for the for the mango lassie or the <laughs> the cooling rate or, or, you know, not the water or something no. like that. But anyway, he has um, he has competed, and uh, we're going to find out exactly because I I've never seen a competitive chili eating competition.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, neither have I. It just uh, it amazes me the thought, though. You know that. Uh, the initial impact of the first mouthful and then trying to get another yeah, 40 or 50 in as soon as possible after the, the burn hits. Wow.
1: Anyway, we're going to find out uh, what were the chilies he ate, how did it work, um, uh, where do people do these things and um, is it done at night secretly in the early <laughs> hours of the morning or is it done in the broad daylight in the middle of a football field? I doubt the latter. But anyway, Simon's coming in. He's going to um, play some music for us on... Easter Sunday, and I don't know if I've wished you all a happy Easter. Happy religious holiday, if you're into that sort of stuff. Happy holiday and um, maybe having the family close on that day. Mm. Although there's an interesting – we've talked about this – I've probably done this every year, but it, it strikes me that um, the, the Christmas is so different. The symbology of Christmas is so different to Easter because Christmas is about drawing people to the hearth. You draw people around the tree where the, the presents are and you open up those presents in the presence of everyone. Sorry if that's a little bit laboured, but you get what I'm talking about. Easter is different because you think about the Easter egg hunt is you are sending out children as individuals to go to find their fortune. It's quite, a, it's quite the metaphor, really, yeah. isn't it, when you think about it?
2: Yeah, I did not think a, from about it. From a,
1: from a sim, sim, symbolical... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's like when words fail. I was going so well, too. Uh, I was almost sounding intelligent. But it is it, it is that weird thing. that You send the kids go out as individuals to search for eggs, away, usually away from the house, mm. in the garden, like away from, from the hearth, yeah. And uh, and then they bring it back and then show off what they've achieved. Yeah. It's like a metaphor, isn't it?
2: It is, and they um, they often uh, have you know, little tussles if they both spot the same one at the same oh, time. See, see, <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. it's just like a rat race, isn't it? Yeah, you
1: know, let lose. It's like preparation for capitalism. Yes. Mm, good luck, uh, anyway. But um, other guests um, coming in. So we've got uh, Simon Winkle, who's going to talk to us about uh, his chili eating prowess. And uh, we have Renee Beale, is uh, Dr. Renee Beale, I should say, from, uh, from Melbourne Uni. Uh, she's from Carlton Connect, creative community animator. It's a good title, eh? Animator. Um, yeah, and uh, there's, a, there's a thing that's happening on called One Last Call. But we'll hear from Dr. Renee, who will be coming in first. Simon has spoken of before. And then one half of the manja manja team. We haven't seen these guys for ages. We've got uh, Angela Vileo. Olives. You've got olives. You just And I would say that there are a lot of people that are, that are growing olives. Uh, they weren't that common. You know, 20, 30 years ago, you wouldn't see a lot of olive trees.
2: Now they are everywhere. Well, the council, I don't think, were very happy with us because we put olive trees on our uh, nature strip. Yeah, why? What? what's wrong? Oh, they're not Australian natives or something, but um, our uh-huh. neighbours and, and, and we did it. So there's mm, four or five olive trees along our native strip and they um, produce what seems like a huge amount of olives. Yes, it's great. Fecundity. Mm-hmm. Mm. And um, so all the nonnas in the street watch them <laughs> very closely. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> <laughs> and particularly... Uh, the <laughs> what one, are you doing? The one across the road who yes. has given us a little advice on what to do with them. So she feels some ownership of this tree, so she watches it particularly closely. So as soon as they're ready...
1: Uh, they come she'll come with the with the little bat to give it a... Yep. Bash, the, bash the trunk. Well, anyway, it. what we're going to do is we're going to find out, because there are more and more of these in the inner city. And according to Angela... They're a little bit different to what you would find on, say, a rural olive grove. It's a grove, isn't it? We'll call it a grove. Yeah. Um, And and how do you deal with these things? Because there's different ways of doing it. You know, some involve um, alkali, some involve lots of salt, most of them involve water. And it is one of those incredible things where you are getting something that is pretty much inedible. You know it's it's it an e- edible I, I, thing.
2: I tried I thought Bang. oh maybe you can eat these things raw. No, Wrong.
1: That's that's what people thought like <laughs> yeah. 4 or 5 yeah. 6000 years ago. And
2: and unfortunately um, my Italian is at the same stage as our neighbour's English so I haven't quite got the technique right yet so I'm looking for to still at I thought you'd it. be getting pretty good you've been
1: but you know often on you talking a bit about the Brunettis and <laughs> I'm a t- <laughs> no capisce, huh? Uh, it's uh, getting yeah. better. Okay, little, little yeah. by little. Poka Poka. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, The Olives, polka. Poka, uh, we're going to do that. It's 12.10. It's a relaxed kind of show. We usually sit back. I've got some – actually, I haven't got Easter eggs because I am I stopped off at a, uh, a place and they only had two offerings. This is on Nicholson Street, the old Bluebird. If you've been a long time uh, resident yeah, you'll you remember the Bluebird. Um, but they had those – Cream eggs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's, I don't think there's anything worse than it. Maybe, okay, there's people out there, I'm sure you like them, but for me, it's a path to diabetes. Uh, these things are just filled with this white fond. I mean, it's there to make it look like a raw egg.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, come on. Anyway, I didn't get those, so I've got the, the bunny sort of one. So we're going to have Easter eggs. It's uh, it's twelve ten here at three triple Oh, we d- needed to mention a couple of things. One, the fact you're a big fan of whose birthday is it today? Leonardo da Vinci. Boom, fourteen fifty two. He was born, uh, died May the second, fifteen nineteen. What has it got here? Italian artist, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, just a brilliant man, etc. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> There's there's a lot of big big quote um, things behind those et cetera. uh We should also mention we found some saints today. There's uh, there's quite a few. Uh, the first one I want to sort of mention is Saint Bernadette's. It's Saint Bernadette's Day, and uh, she got the gig of being the patron of shepherds. Good on you, Bernadette. Saint Magnus of Orkney. Orkney's an island, isn't it? Off
2: in it Scotland. Is. So yeah, yeah, that kind of makes sense. It's uh, he's the patron of fishmongers. Sounds like they, uh, something the Scottish invented, mm. needed a saint.
1: And, um, and baristas out there, if, you were, if you've been searching for the saint, for, for you to put onto the, the coffee machine or maybe being over the, the cafe house, we've got it. It's kind of a cool name too. Bring on Saint Drogo. D R O G O, Drogo, Drogo. drogo. <laughs> he sounds like he's Drogo. Maybe he sounds like he might be Yugoslavian or something like that. Serb, <laughs> <Yeah>. Drogo Milovic. <laughs> Don't mess with Drogo. Aww. Drogo will mess with you, uh, and we're going to mess with you too. Uh, Jed, can you do a couple cards, or maybe we can even get rid of some stuff, and I will go and grab Doctor Renee Beal because she's coming on next, and you're joining us. And you know what? It's great you're here too. Thanks for joining us.
0: Relax and unwind at Paran Market every Sunday. Enjoy coffee, breakfast or a delicious lunch and discover fresh, quality produce, including meat, take-home meals and all you need to prepare for the week ahead. Paran Market, the place for taste, is open Sundays from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., as well as Tuesdays and Thursday through until Sunday. Paran Market, located at 163 Commercial Road, South Yarra. For more information, visit paranmarket.com.au. Paran Market, triple R sponsors.
1: And it's good to have them here. Paran Market, good on you guys. Uh, 12, 13, 12, 14, what can I call it? It's Easter Sunday. We're uh, we're kind of chilled out and we've brought two painters together. This is uh, <laughs> this is kind of good. Uh, Jet's here looking after stuff. And uh, our very first guest is Dr. Renee Beale from Carlton Connect down there in the... The gorgeous institution that is Melbourne University. Welcome. It's an old university, isn't it? It is. 1850. It was just after the gold rush. That they said we've got, we've got the bucks. We can we can build this. Yeah. Um. But uh, why? Are you? Oh, you've been painting. Now we should talk about. It. I want to talk a little bit. You've I been. Have. you've And you've been very very good, uh, Jed. You know, it's very obviously a very very good painter because. Uh, Haven't worn the paint. You managed to get most of it on the wall. Yeah,
0: that's true, and I wear gloves. That's good. But I did change my clothes before I came.
1: Yes. Oh, did you? Did you get out of the hazmat suit? Mm.
0: I did, yes.
1: Now, um, you've got – so we've done – I've been lucky enough to attend some of the things that you've been doing with Carlton Connect, and they've been always quite interesting and thought-provoking, and – I just thought it'd be a good idea to get you here on Easter Sunday, first of all, because you said, yeah, I'm just around the corner and I can come in, so
0: indeed, big ups Thanks to you. Thanks for having me.
1: Thanks for coming in, coming around the corner. <laughs> and uh, there's something taking place for Carlton Connect and it's called One Last Call.
0: Yeah, indeed yeah. it is. Um, so one last call is a bit different and a bit interesting. So we're going to try and draw some links between food here today on your yes, program and you. technology. thank you. appreciate that. Yes. Mm. Um, and so one last call actually relates to our relationships with our mobile phones. So specifically what around... What a
1: relationship yeah. that is. Like you think about it. Let's Let's just pause and think. One of the great analogies I like to think is um, there used to be a thing when you go Flinders Street Station, there's a whole bunch of clocks. Underneath that. And uh, once upon a time, folks, this is for millennials and stuff who might not know about this sort of stuff, people actually made arrangements to meet under there. But with the advent of mobile phones, that's gone. And mobile phones are ubiquitous, they are everywhere. They are. And usually more than one.
0: Yes. And so we're interested in the ones that we don't carry around all the time, the ones that kind of hide in closets and cupboards and drawers at home, so our old, disused or broken mobile mm. phones. I'm just going
1: to get that so we speak into that. There we go. Awesome. There Thank you. Go. That's all right.
0: So, And it's almost
1: like this. we can think about it's like where elephants, where do elephants go to die? Um, we have a whole bunch of phones and they just... Usually as you say they die in people's cupboards.
0: Indeed. So mm. around 50% of them do. So that's Think about, a about a it, folks,
1: lot. have you got any phones just languering in your cupboards? What about you, George? Yeah. I thought that
2: was that was a, look. <laughs> that <laughs> that was a was guilty, guilty look. look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: Forgive me, Father, cuz yeah. I have sinned.
2: <laughs> How many have you got at home? Um, we're pretty good cuz we um recycle them through to um my mum. Yes. Right. So yeah, I'm not sure where they go after her. Them. Yeah, okay. Because, uh, you know, as we get a new model, she gets the older model.
1: Oh, okay, um, so it gets handed that's down. That's good. I probably but have, I think I've got about six at home.
2: Yeah. Because yeah. I've got the so whole that-
1: age. It goes from like a Motorola StarTAC <laughs> to uh, the some flips and mm. I've got my dad's old phone. So, yeah, I've got six, so, what, so what's what's going on? What should we do?
0: Yeah, so around 98% of the materials that comprise our mobile phones can be repurposed and recycled. So when you think there's about that... There's gold in can, those phones. Indeed, we yeah. can actually do some good things with our old phones. And rare earth. Indeed. What's so rare? Can what you talk to them? Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. rare earth yeah. elements, there's around 17 of them on the periodic table. yeah. But many of them are actually found in our technology and mobile phones.
1: What but makes them so rare and earthy? Mm, so if well, they come the from the earth. Questions here on the Sunday.
0: <laughs> they come from the earth, and so we have to mine them to mm. actually get at them. Um, they're they're not particularly rare in terms of the quantities around the planet, but what they are is they're rare in, in their terms properties. No, no. Well, well, yes. They're important in their properties but they're also rare in terms of in the quantities that you find them in particular places. So they're mm. actually, it's hard to have really large-scale rare earth mines. So they're not found in abundance so, in So we, there's
1: no such sort of equivalent of your lawn?
0: Well, there are certain places like uh, Mongolia have a really big rare earth mine yeah, um, which has been sort of described as apocalyptic because they're actually quite
1: Yes, so does your lawn.
0: Horrible to mine yeah. for the for the environment. Yes. Um, and also another place is the um, Democratic Republic of Congo.
1: Yes, heard about that one. Yes, that so one
0: many about. people may have heard about that one mm. because unfortunately that's in quite a remote area in the Congo and it's often subject to illegal mining practices like that way.
1: often subject to civil war and political yes. anarchy and uh, mayhem.
0: Indeed, that's yeah. right. And also the the miners tend to go out for a long period of time mining the rare earths mm. and end up um, running short on food yes. supplies and they end up relying on bushmeat. And unfortunately, one of the things that they mine... Gorillas. Oh, yes, gorillas, exactly. Yeah, they eat gorillas. Not good. Yes, the eastern lowland gorilla particularly, yeah. which is endangered, they're a good source of bushmeat because they're rather large and mm. one kill can,
1: you know, keep a minor. So, so therefore, it. if I can just conjecture uh the fact is that uh, if, we, uh, if we're recycling our phones, we don't have to mine so much of these things. We're getting a little bit smarter about the way we're doing things. We're not raping and pillaging the environment and that's got to be a good thing.
0: Absolutely. So that's exactly what we're trying to say. So these, we're really lucky that rare earth. Um, Elements can actually be recycled readily. So we can put them in other devices um, after we take them out of the ones we're not using. So we can start to sort of develop sustainable practices around our technology. Mm. The thing that I'm interested in is that we're really aware of sustainability now around the food that we eat. Yeah. But we're pretty slow with being really aware of sustainability around technology. So...
1: You were saying before that, yeah, the, the food tribes... Yes. Which we sort of relate to here in this part of the hour here on this radio station, have been sort of ahead of the curve, the curve in doing this, and phone technology and phone recycling is sort of catching up. And this by doing this initiative, this is one of the things. You want to do
0: absolutely, Mm. yeah, for
1: sure. So, where do we go? What are we doing?
0: Mm, Okay, so we've installed our participatory artwork in the foyer of the Kathleen Syme Library and Community Centre in Carlton. Where is that? Uh, So it's a corner of Faraday and Grattan and Cardigan. Sorry. Yes. Um, Great building, and so we've installed our very own phone booth. So, (laughs) (laughs) including like an old red one. Like I mean it's old not school? actually red because school? it. Well, it's actually made, and it was made mm. by um, the artist that I'm collaborating with, Anna Ooh, Madeline. Bespoke, yes, yeah. indeed. So it's made out of some kind of repurposed and recycled materials, mm. um, including cardboard. So when when we're kids, we always make phone booths and buildings out of cardboard. So yes. we couldn't couldn't help but do that.
1: Or young architects.
0: But importantly, the the payphone. So the old payphone that we've got inside it is actually from um, the former Royal Women's Hospital site. Mm. So we thought it might be an interesting story that people can, in exchange for their mobile phones, um, pick up the receiver of that old payphone and um, record their one last call, their message to us, which we'll then post on an online website. Um, And we thought, how fantastic would that be um, in terms of that old phone, because you can imagine in the days before mobile phones, how many births were announced over that pay phone that's. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Wow.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, good uh, births and deaths. Indeed, yeah, could have been yang a few deaths as well. Mm. So, so the idea is you could leave a message. It can be um, a personal message a message to the next generation. You were yes. saying, yeah. Uh, what are some of the other things people can do?
0: Yeah. So this um, this participatory artwork is actually part of Art Plus Climate Equals Change two thousand and seventeen, which is an initiative by um, an organisation called Climate, which mm. calls for action on climate change. So we're actually hoping people might think about leaving an environmental call to action. Mm. Um, or I've been talking to you in the past about leaving a recipe for the future. So what would that look like?
1: How are we going to cook that jellyfish?
0: Indeed. Yeah,
1: <laughs> for instance, because they, they say that uh, once the uh, the acidification of our oceans is complete and no nothing can make shells anymore, uh, that possibly the, uh, the oceans will be, well, not quite so overrun with jellyfish, but it's going to be predominant. Uh, the, be the predominant species, perhaps. Indeed. Unless, of course, we wake up from this this nightmare that we're walking down the hallway in.
0: Yes, one that's could say. right.
1: That's probably... I'm colouring that a bit too much here. <laughs> Sorry. And
0: if you can work out a way of making insects taste good when they're not deep-fried, because I think that's yeah. the only way Yeah, there. yeah, that's
1: right. <laughs> we haven't worked out how to steam them properly yet, have no. we? Never, it's always deep-fried crickets or crickets. Oh, crickets on pizzas, I've had. Oh. Um but anyway, so let's get back to this and we'll we'll wrap this up. So Excellent. Um it's um first of all, people can come along to what's the name of that gallery again in case people want to write that uh, down?
0: So it's it's a library, so um library? Kathleen Yep, Kathleen Syme Library and Community Centre, which is on the corner of Faraday and Cardigan Streets in Carlton.
1: Yes. And what about the googly thing? If we, people want to find out online, which Excellent. is probably the uh, the it's the, that the way that most people do it. Yes. So
0: I've our done,
1: write down an address, Renee. That's oh, so last century. I know. Yeah. Well,
0: get your phones out, people. Here we go. Yeah. Um, so one last. It's www.onelastcall.com, mm. and we're also on Twitter and Instagram, and that is one last call. But the one mm. is uh, a zero, not a not a no. Oh. Mm. One, I
1: mean, mm. yeah, right. Oh, one. Yeah,
2: zero, zero in E. Yeah, it yeah,
1: yeah. t- t- took us a while, <laughs> didn't it? Did did it
2: on? T- and um, would you take a tablet as well as a mobile phone? Or yes, are doing yeah, we can. Phones?
0: We can actually take tablets and other devices as just well. They're mobile phones? They are, as mm. long as it fits in our slot. So you, you can put it in our slot so yeah. that people don't walk away. We're making sure that other people don't walk away with the phones before <laughs> okay. we can recycle them so we, we're collecting them up and we recycle them through um mobile muster i was gonna say um, yeah who
1: does the actual recycling
0: yeah so mobile muster is the is okay. is the company who who does that and they're the only government approved recycling um mobile they, phone recycling they company got the in well, australia yep
1: dr renee thank you so much for coming in today and letting us know about that and uh yeah, and come on in. And maybe you would like to just leave a leave a recipe for the future, or um, maybe a, maybe a message for the future. I don't know. It's, but this is a a really really great participa- participatory thing that everybody can get involved in, and I think that's the strength of it, isn't it?
0: Yeah, for sure. Mm. So, you know, if you There's want to come on mass too, we're opening this on Saturday the 22nd of April between 2 and 4 p.m. and serving Congolese coffee mm. um, in support of the Congo having more sustainable ways of um, earning income other than illegal mining.
1: And and killing gorillas. Yes. Yeah, and eating Unfortunately. gorillas. Yeah, anyway. Uh, Porco e Porco, as the Italians would say. And we've got some in- uh, wonderful Italian. Angela's going to talk about olives. Uh, Later on in the show But we need to go and find uh, He's there, he's behind you Okay Simon (laughs) Winkler is coming on We're going to be talking (laughs) about the shady Dark, slightly sweaty World of competitive chilli eating Dr Renee Beale, thank you so much For coming in, it's been a delight to see you Good luck with that roller Pleasure the, uh, to see
0: you as usual, Cam. <laughs> keep the
1: paint off the shoes, which is good. Thank you. Thanks. Going off like a prawn in the sun. Well, hopefully if you're going to cook it maybe with a little bit of chilli. Um, Simon Winkle, what an absolute delight and pleasure it is to be um, to be sitting
3: across from you with microphones. It is my honour indeed. I listen to your show every week and I never for one moment ever imagined I would be a guest on this show. Well, so.
1: here it is. It's happened. Now, what, what have you got there in your... Yes. So, oh, Oh, you've brought stuff in. He's Uh, brought stuff in, Jed.
3: This is a bit of a show and tell, which is maybe not so, I guess, helpful for people Mm. listening in. But uh, some ginger. Chili infused ginger beer for the occasion, maybe oh, for unreal. after the interview. <laughs> did you make
1: that? Did you make the ginger beer?
3: Yeah, in um, in in celebration. What sort of bottles do you use for that? Uh, PET usually one point yeah. two five liter bottles.
1: Because I remember I did them once in a um, you remember the old Grosh swing, swing top bottle? Yeah. Yes. And the because there's a fair amount of pressure, that goes yeah. and, and they just I went in, and all the walls were really really shiny mm-hmm. because they were covered with this sort of sugar solution because they just got it's, everywhere. Uh, in the wire. Let's talk about. Okay. First of all, want to. Um, I want to just acknowledge what you do. Want to say thank you oh. for doing what you do on the station and being the person that that has to sort through the tidal wave of music every
3: week. And oh, well, it's an absolute pleasure, and it's a, it's very very kind of you to say. Okay, I feel yeah, very, so, very
1: this, privileged. So going, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> okay, but why?
3: Oh, in terms what, of the... Ch-
1: why, what, what's with the chilli thing? What makes you decide that you go, you know what I really want to do? I'm going to sign up for that competition. And how do you even find out about the said chilli eating competitions? I,
3: I guess I should preempt anything yes. I'm about to say with uh, the disclaimer that I have no uh, sort of, how do you say, authority in the world of chilli. This was purely... but like, you're
1: a participant, so <laughs> therefore it's
3: valid. I, I, I've been, I, when I found out that I was going to be on this show, I was trying to actually come up with a, a reason... After the fact as to why I did it. Because yeah, why, I'm not, I'm not I even I quite that? sure.
2: Why
3: did I do that? <laughs> kind it, of, was it a whim? Was it a dare? A little bit of a whim. Mm-hmm. And a, a dare that I made with myself. I saw... A friend mm. posts something online about the fact that they were interested in, in attending this event, which I hadn't heard of before. But What it's was
1: it called? Name this event.
3: Okay, so it's called the Beast or the B-East <laughs> Melbourne Chili Eating Championship. So the uh, Beast, of it. course, okay, sets so um, the scene. That's the burger bar on Ligon Street. They sell a variety of different hot sauces and hot foods. So uh, I've been there before. I love that place. So I was thinking, oh, this is probably going to be a lot of fun to just you know, be there on the day and see some sort of chilli-related activities, but... Mm. For, for some reason or another. You were swept up in it. I got swept up in no, the excitement. Really, really. I, I kind of did. And I, I got
1: just, my hand up.
3: What <laughs> is my hand doing up? I spoke to a couple of friends who know that I do love hot food, but at no by no means am I like a, a competitive chili eater. Yes. <laughs> it's yes. ridiculous that I even was, was part of this event alongside some extremely well equipped and experienced consumers of this. What nationality were these people? I think from all, all nations, oh, actually, it's quite a, a diverse population. Because I'm wondering if
1: there's like Sri Lankans there? Because when I think of some of the, the hottest foods around, I reckon Sri Lanka is up there with just the rawness of the chili punch in the yeah.
2: face. So or, we we eating the actual chilies oh, well, yeah. or.
3: Yes. Oh,
1: yeah, no, no. you yeah, are well, getting ahead of it. Okay, no, you, you're right. But uh, Jed's, <laughs> Jed's right in saying, okay, let's cut to the chase here, buddy. Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah, thank you. Um, so. So you put your hand up. Uh, Yes. You would have gone up onto a stage or a raised area or a corner of the room. Yeah, it was... Describe this place. Because Elizabeth McCarthy, she was describing, she said, it was like Cam... It was like a nightclub at 2 two a.m. It, it was so there was, there,
3: there was something crazy about it. There, there was, was. There was this frisson of madness in the air. Oh, that's a nice way of putting it. Yeah. It was it a was very energised location because it's a popular spot that people would be hanging out, you know, on a normal Saturday afternoon anyways. Nothing really to indicate that anything was about to occur out of the ordinary mm. except for the fact that a stage at the very back of the restaurant Elevated had uh, sort of two parallel series of desks with people's name tags, a big yes. glass of milk... A glass a of milk. glass of beer and yes. a bucket. And a bucket. So for each of the participants. <laughs> and so Note to
1: self, when setting up chilli competition, don't forget the buckets. <laughs> yes, okay, yes. And always What about towels? There weren't any towels there? No towels. And no towels... Fact,
3: there, there was a board written which has the rules. And actually, I, I apologize in advance also to anyone who might be eating or because there, there are some nauseating details, I guess, oh, okay, maybe yeah, about.
1: Okay. So, yes, okay. So, if, you're, if you're, your constitution is kind of weak, maybe you should turn away from the radio now. Yeah, sorry, give us the gas.
3: Give us the gas. What happened? So, so, the rules for all the participants are that you cannot drink anything during the competition, you can't stand up during. You can't stand up. No, so you have to be relatively still. Um, yes. What are the other rules? you' oh, well, vomiting actually uh, is, is out. Uh, is out. So. so
1: you can't bounce them and just go. Yeah, it's cool.
3: No, yeah. under no circumstances. No, so no
1: bouncing allowed, yet.
3: And there's yeah. no uh, napkins or towels or anything along these lines. So no towels. it's actually quite an intense set of criteria. It is. And I, in some ways, it works to my advantage only in the sense that. As the, the, I was. How,
1: ma- how many were you competing against, first of all? Uh, Sixteen people. And when you looked around your competitors, because you would have, you would have sat at your <laughs> thing with your glass of milk in front of you, um, looking at the bucket, going, "Well, I need that? But then looking <laughs> across at your competitors, what, what were your thoughts? It's actually
3: interesting. I was wondering... These guys are hardcore. I wondered what it would be like and how mean people people would be like whether mm-hmm. or not there'd be this sense that you know everyone is against each other and yeah. but actually it was a, it was a very uh, convivial environment people were sort of chatting beforehand expressing either the nerves that they were experiencing in my yeah. case which were astronomical or there were a couple of competitors who ended up doing very well who were actually quite implacable and quiet and yeah. calm and sort of a little bit separate maybe from the, the,
1: the zen chili eating masters, chili eating yeah. masters who yeah. really
3: <laughs> demonstrated their prowess yeah. The day. and yeah before you knew it roll called up sat down yes. i was fortunately mercifully
1: anything in front of you at this stage there's no chilies in front of you at this stage no no, no chilies so and, and is it is it like do they turn up the the heat like you know do they they start you off with you know a capsicum or what? Well, what happens?
3: Actually, yeah, I did print out a scale. This, oh, this cool. so for people um a little bit unfamiliar with the ways in which chili intensity is measured. Oh,
1: you go into Jed. Let's talk about Bill. The, yes, Bill Scoville, nineteen twelve. Indeed, who, came up with this thing.
3: That's right. The uh, the Scoville heat um, measurement system. Mm. So yeah, chilies are measured in uh, Scoville heat units. So yep. you start with zero, which is the capsicum. Yeah, no heat. No heat. heat, bell pepper. <laughs> and then you go all the way up to 15 to 16 million, which is the pure capsaicin. No! Capsaicin, which is the... But this is not, fortunately, what is on the menu oh, thank for God. the, oh, the chilli. Okay, sure. um, so we have oh, dude. an increasing level of intensity, so each round you're presented with one or two yeah. chilies, which you have to consume. And, folks, we
1: should maybe just stop people. If you're, if you're online at the moment, just type in Scoville um, scale and you can join us for this. Mm. Um, but... So, what was the first sort of uh-huh, sort f- of chili that you had? You went, oh Okay, here we go.
3: Okay, so the first it was actually funny. The first round was completely an, uh, like a, almost like a how do you say a non-event. Everyone yeah, had one of like, the yeah, pepperoni pepperonis, yeah, and that was fine. And then it kind of goes up. I think quite quickly to the jalapeno pepper, and you have to eat two of those. Oh,
1: jalapeno! Okay, yep. yeah, yeah, okay, two oh, two jalapenos. Yeah, we can do that. What do you reckon, Jed? Can you do two jalapenos?
2: Mm. Probably not. Really?
1: No. Okay.
2: No, I'm no, I, right, no I'm, entering uh,
1: you in this conversation.
2: No, no. I don't think it would last a long time. i was just looking at <laughs> yeah. this, and um, it, w- it was a
3: shock. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so Jed's out on the
1: jalapeno. <laughs> <laughs> all right, mate. Well, that's all right. Okay, um, I'm still in. Okay. I, I think I'm still in.
3: I think you're, you're I, I, being competitive I, I, okay. at this I point. Can do
1: it. So, but, but what, what happened? So, yeah. so it, the, the people are sitting in front of their things with the bucket, the milk, and
3: what else was there? Uh, oh, and a beer as well. And a
1: beer. Um, nice beer.
3: Um, I'm not quite sure. I never, okay. never managed to, to try that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I wasn't really thinking of the beer cam. Okay, so then what do they do? They put a chilli on a plate in front of you or they just they yeah. just pop it down on, on the it table? It is a little bit
3: like this. It's actually quite theatrical. Have we got today.
1: tablecloths? So is it
3: black tablecloths. Black.
1: Oh, a little bit sinister. I see where the connotation's happening here.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. A very, very funny MC who's kind of guiding proceedings. But who I'm, mc I- Oh, Some guy, but he was, he was fantastic. He was very yeah? <laughs> Um And the crowd were very uh, very vocal. enthusiastic, very vocal, yeah. focused on this activity. Um, and, yeah, one by one, people would finish that particular pepper. And, oh, and, and, and I, I
1: suppose when we're thinking about it, because the crowd is sort of doing... It would be an interesting sort of dynamic, because the crowd would be focused on everybody and going, is he going to break? Well, who's who's going to break? Yeah, you know? Because that that's was, what
3: they're looking for. That's the story. They're looking for the stumble. They are. And yeah. fortunately, very early in the proceedings, I provided that visual focus. <gasps> I what think. happened to you? I, well, I, what chili were you having? I'm to, I think it might have even been, I think it was the Scotch Bonnets. The Scotch oh, wow. Bonnets. The Scotch. So that, that was <laughs> that's way up near the top. Uh, Okay,
1: Scotch Bonnet, if you haven't got your um, (laughs) Scoville unit thing, the jalapeno, just for our reference, is a measly old 2,500, maybe up to 8,000. Scotch Bonnet? The
3: Scotch Bonnet uh, takes us to 100,000 Scovilles.
1: Boom! (laughs) That's, that's, whoa. (sighs) And okay. there's, a, there's a certain point so, where
3: you, you lose your composure. You know, yeah, I, I
1: lose your mind. I,
3: I did a lot of reading because I couldn't believe that I was participating. It really was a bad idea. But I was preparing myself as much as possible with research as opposed to training myself, eating the chilies. I was just reading about it. Oh, you,
1: you got cerebral on it rather than your, Rocky-ish sort of. Rather than the Rocky montage, it was sort of like, I'm really going to read about it and, d- and know my chili.
3: Exactly. The okay. montage for me was just me <laughs> on the internet just
1: okay. <laughs> browsing forums. Yeah. So you're having the scotch bonnet. It's hit the mouth...
3: Yes, it's... And well, what are you
1: doing? You're just biting into it?
3: That's the thing. There's a it's a speed eating in a sense like it's not quantity but you do have to finish it relatively quickly and so really? but the advice that i got from a lot of forums was to yeah oh you had to chew for 10 seconds at least and it's probably advisable to do that because you want the capsaicin which is the active ingredient in your mouth more than you want it in your stomach for later because right. <laughs> okay. your body reacts to this particular yeah, uh, substance as if it were actual fire the, so.
1: the body is screaming about this alkaloid and saying we must expunge it precisely pretty much yes
3: so <laughs> You're, you're, com- you're coping with the, the, the heat your face pins and needles yes. like an immobility and then you're also doing
1: immobili- <laughs> yeah so what's, what's happening so see yeah, so what happens you, the-
3: your stomach is protesting your loudly. stomach is cramping very much so yes even though beforehand if you if you can you eat as many bananas and uh, neutral uh, carbohydrates as possible to line your stomach right and a bit of milk maybe well. buttermilk buttermilk a would great have been idea. good. Yeah, buttermilk, yeah. Because apparently the fats uh, dissolve the capsaicin mm. acid quite mildly.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, and, but so
1: you've got crampy stomach. Crampy your stomach. mouth is on fire. My mouth is on fire. You're sweating. sweating. So you'd be
3: sweating on, on, on the forehead. Yes. Uh,
1: around. You could probably feel sweat around eyes, I would even I, probably say.
3: I absently tried to brush some of the... <gasps> that, no, then, you're the chili on your... <laughs> And then I had a little bit of chili above my eyebrow, and I was praying that the eyebrow would, <laughs> would stop it from rolling into my eyes. <laughs> so there was this going on oh, in the back of my no, mind no, my yeah. composure was gone there was a point <laughs> yes. at this and and so the crowd would have seen that they they, they would have seen it they, they saw what did my the crowd distant do? look.
1: Were they for you or did they did they pull their thumbs down and well, go... Well, this
3: is the thing, actually, because the MC was, in some ways, either encouraging people to boo and and point as people were eliminating But literally. I think that I looked to be in so much discomfort and pain that I earned the sympathy of the MC. Got the sympathy vote. Underdog. Yes, and so the, the front rows were kind of being very supportive um, in my... In my distress So were they saying anything? Were they going You can be alright mate They were They were chanting Come on Come on You can do this Go 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 Wow And so The the fact that I I was Kind of (laughs) immobilised Meant that I was able To stay in but, but I, was, I was the last people. Zone. I didn't have the strength to leave I the zone. I didn't have the strength yes. to leave the zone. <laughs> yes. But it, this is like a, a default setting. This is not some skill or endurance. This was just um, panic. So you endured the scotch bonnet. The scotch bonnet. You, they, what was next? Next, they had the red habanero, which yeah. is, um, that's 350,000 on the Scoville scale. Yeah. I was in a lot of trouble well before this. I'd had some bird's eyes. And yes. they, they gave you a little shot of tequila with a carrot liner reaper extract <laughs> which in some ways actually helped because it was some form of liquid so yes. temporarily you could pr- Persuade your brain that and, you were drinking and, something, and maybe the alcohol might just have helped just a little bit, just a tiny bit, <laughs> tiny bit. But
1: then you're back to reality,
3: <laughs> back to reality, <laughs> back to this horrible uh, this situation. But hey, every- just how long did they, just quickly? How long did this endurance thing last for? Better part of two hours. No. So oh, the winners, the extraordinary winners, for whom massive amounts of respect are owed, they were eating chilies after chilies for from four till six p.m. on that Saturday afternoon. Oh, so. Wow. Truly, an incredible. I need to witness one of these events. It's an annual. I'm not. Oh, is it?
1: Yeah, it's annual.
3: A, I, well, this was the second one. the The person who won, Mina, was actually defending her title from last year and won again. She won again. And, and you're it, doing it again next year. I wonder. Really? No. Yeah, it, yeah. seems, it seems I'm unlikely. If you do. <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> I'm, I might be there just to support the others, but I feel like <laughs> mm. it was my once um, All right. last
1: time. Well, we've got a couple of minutes left, but I think the first thing we need to do is put out a disclaimer mm. for for people because. Um, some of the most tragic videos I've seen on YouTube is like fourteen-year-old boys, usually mm-hmm. going the ghost below. I'm going to eat the thing, and then they turn into just crying, shriveling mess. It's just probably not a great idea to do this sort of thing.
3: No, that's that's exactly right. It can be very painful.
1: Um, the that's the first thing. the The other is um, what was the last chilies that were consumed
3: well on the day itself the carolina reaper which is regarded as the world's hottest chili was eaten in multiple quantities so mm, the, multiple two final- quantities. the two finalists ate that with without seeming seemingly to any trouble to flinch, no flinch, once. flinch so then they had a carolina reaper stuffed inside of a ghost pepper oh in, a, in a habanero paste oh my god and it was three or four rounds of this increasingly improbable combinations of chilies that mm. finally they cracked, but it was an astonishing... Display. What did the winner win? Oh, the prize? Was there a trophy? There's a, a trophy, it's a cash prize. A tro- Is it
1: a good trophy? It's not one of those just Perspex blocks mounted. No, we- it seems Thank to be God. of a
3: certain quality, actually. The, yeah, good. <laughs> uh, and there's a, a voucher, some hot sauces to reflect and reminisce. To <laughs> reflect and, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and reminisce of your time.
3: And some beers as well, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. So... First of all
3: how did you how did you come out
1: how did you um take yourself out of the competition and what point was that
3: Okay I just finished eating well, eating's probably the wrong word. I'd somehow managed to consume yes. a, um, a croquette, which was covered in a Trinidad Tobago sauce. Yes. And before the next round, which was a pure Trinidad scorpion pepper, I realised that my stomach probably would not be very much enjoying another uh, one of these Yeah, I don't chairs. really want to do this. And do so I
1: really want to do this? It's just the internal dialogue must have been incredible. Oh,
3: it's like... But then it's so embarrassing because you're, you know, obviously... You stand up, and you're standing up, and you're resigning. And so it took all of my strength and willpower to just go, okay, that's it, I'm just... I'm out. I'm out. Unfortunately, because I'd been the subject of of so much how do you say like a uh, ridicule along the way, like i think and, and support too well, and the, support you were
1: underdog status as well well
3: the the m c was was kind when i left i I wasn't necessarily they as say
1: look give him a big hand, he's done a great job. we <laughs> thought we were going to lose him before, but my God he did it what so, do you reckon
3: so then i i sprinted I sprinted away and um uh, yeah,
1: they, they had like a... What do you a, do after that? What, go and hide underneath the house or something like a, <laughs> like a dog or something like that?
3: <laughs> well, you're, the endorphins kick in some uh, natural kind of pain uh, yes. response, which actually enables you to feel like you might be okay. Mm. But they wear out yes. after a little while. And, the, the and worst, what's left? The worst after... Well, not very much. <laughs> <laughs> not very much. A ghost. Um, I, I did have uh, a lot of oil on my hands, which was probably the, the most painful lingering after effect that after a while they start to feel like they're actually burning because your body responds to them yeah, so yeah. It was the same thing so I had to I spent most of my Saturday night with my hands in frozen yogurt. <laughs> did you really if Wow. if you took them away from that for a second they they started blistering and my <laughs> god yeah, so
1: okay let's but um before we leave this this tale of endurance uh dare, chilly daring do <laughs> I think we, we've we got to say we salute we, we oh, salute you for, for having the guts and you and you went through with it mm, um so. What's your favourite thing to have in normal culinary chilli-type things rather than weaponised chilies (laughs) to to eat? Just tell us about what you... Because people, the wood around the street is... You do a lot of cooking at home. Tell us oh, about your I, favourite I, chilli dish.
3: I love ha- cooking with habaneros, actually. That's a, mm. a particularly sort of flavour flavourful uh, style of pepper, and I enjoy that as a, a sauce for... Is
1: it that citrusy sort of that aroma that uh, they have? Very much me so. Too. Great, me too. Great with barbecue. I love a habanero. I yes. mean, they frighten me. You have to treat them with respect.
3: Definitely a moderate quantity, yeah. but they are delicious. Jed, have you had a habanero? I have. Yes. Yeah, a
2: while ago. You lived? I lived, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> it, did, it's you, you definitely a thing, though. You need to um, build up. I, I used to eat quite a lot of um, sort of curries and hot food, and I just haven't in recent years. And It's an acquired it, tolerance, it, it isn't it? Is, it is, yeah. yeah. You need but to get
3: there. For sheer versatility, the bird's eye also has to get a mention. Mm.
1: Mm. Well, mate, um... Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks and, very much. And also, just to just to give us this window onto this thing I've never seen, I've never heard, can you uh, do me a favour, let me know next year when it's oh, on. I and, definitely And we will. might even do a report from it. That I <laughs> <be go>, should <laughs> bring in the portable recorder and, yeah. and we should do some That's sort of report because it
3: sounds nuts. There is some Facebook Live video out there of the final round, which is quite... What big. do we look it, up? I believe uh, the Beast Melbourne Chilli Eating Championship through that sort <laughs> of thing. The search, Beast. The Beast. Okay. B. Do you do all at home? Um, not at home, but I do enjoy eating olives yeah. and cooking with them.
1: Uh, did you meet Angela
3: out there? Very briefly. Yeah,
1: yeah, Angela's coming in. Um, so we should probably get to that. Um, we're thinking about music tracks. What do you reckon, Jed? What do you, you're you driving the bus, buddy. You can either do ads, music, uh, add or subtract them. But we're going to be talking to Angela once the captain of the panel works us out what's going on. Um, what a delight it is to have uh, you have you on the other Thank side. Thank you so of this much moment. for having me. Oh, it was on great. It was it was, um, <laughs> it was uh, illuminating or somewhat frightening, and I think I've got a little bit of a sweat, <laughs> just like that. <laughs> wow, well, here we were, Angela. Come sit down. We are actually on the air at the moment. Sit down. Put your headphones on. Grab a microphone. Wonderful to see you. If um, if you're wondering, we were just talking about uh, eating chili. But um, am I right in saying uh, calabresi?
4: Yes, yes. Yes, so I mean,
1: is. it's not like you're, um, I mean, you're no stranger to eating chilies, but uh, gosh, Actually, not, not, I'm not the way not these huge guys fan.
4: do. I'm not a huge fan of chili, mm-hmm. but the rest, everyone in my family is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Good to see you.
4: Good to see you. It's been a long time. Yeah. I know you're looking well. Oh, thanks. People just have to take my word for it.
1: Okay, thanks. There we go. It's a person's opinion, which is which is valid. But, Thank uh, you. Your mastermind subject um, is olives, and... Mm-hmm. The reason we have you on is that you and your partner in crime, yes, Teresa, and, uh, and a big hug to her. How is Thank she? You.
4: She's doing very well. She's busy running the restaurant. Alantico. The restaurant's going well. Yes, the restaurant's going very well. Thank you.
1: Yes, we might just angle that microphone a little bit toward towards you. There we go. See, so you're going straight down. Okay. that'd be great. Is that better? Um,
4: where is the restaurant again? It's um, on Burgundy Street, Heidelberg. Yes, Antico. She's had that for a couple of years now. I think it's coming to um, like five years. Five, yeah, yeah five about five years. years. So she's busy.
1: Okay, and. Um, The reason that originally we got the Manja Manja guys on is that it is about um, maintaining cultural traditions. It's about self preservation. It's about preserving things. It's about history. It's about knowing about the food you eat and eating it in the right time of the year, for God's sake. Well, uh, with the olives. With the olives. olives. Um, this is for Jed too, because Jed's just had two olive trees in his I street. Oh, yeah. uh, And this is here. I'm going to pass this over. What but the lay person needs to know. Oh, you. What are you passing it to me then for? I you just know, wanted
4: to show you so you oh, can introduce it, it. So, therefore,
1: no, well, what we're, we're doing is this is the time of year, because most of us have done the Pisanta. Yes. Uh, that's been put to bed, and hopefully it's under the garage Thank and, and all very, very good.
4: It's a lot of hard work.
1: Everybody survived, and no fights this year.
4: No, well, we just keep people away. Um, So we make it just mum and I... Really? Yeah, or Teresa will come in because you know how we do write about how wonderful it is when you get the whole family together. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, here we go, the two well, confessions. The reality Actually, is. Actually,
1: Uncle Bernie, he less can't stand is more and they start fighting. And, and
4: then they start whinging and who's uh, tired and this and that. So I want to do the basil more.
1: this year. Why do I have to put the lid exactly. on? So exactly. Because it's g- all very important what part of the line. So anyway, but yes. we've done that. Now, let's talk and about And now we are going into something which, is, which I remember you told me mm-hmm. with the Manja Manja book, when you did mm-hmm. it, you said olives are a little bit more solitary. Uh,
4: yes, w- well done for remembering, um, Cam. I-, I must say, of all the three rituals that we focus on the passata, mm. the olive, and the salami making, mm. I think the olive one is my favourite simply because the whole olive curing process is a very solitary yes. experience and mm. also it's inward. Yes, and that reflects beautifully the olive tree, which yes. is one of the oldest trees cultivated in mm. the world. How long? Four, wow, look, 4, 3,000, 4,000. I was reading that uh, they actually excavated um, a olive pro- olive oil processing plant, if you like, mm. in, in Turkey, mm. run by women. Mm. How cool is that? Um, so because you know behind Munja there are only great women.
1: Of course. They're,
4: so, um, the only ones so now I allowed thought to do
1: the tomato sauce. I they're mean, the only ones obviously. who stay sober. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. you know. So anyway, what's wrong with the holy water?
4: Uh, we'll leave that to the priests. Okay, we'll okay, go. Okay. That's a whole other story. That's a whole other story. That's a whole other, story. <laughs> a whole other on Easter yeah. Sunday. Yes. Yes. Um, well, with olives, uh, we know, we wrote about olives and the recipes that we... The olive curing recipe we have in our books are actually for the ones you would buy at the market.
1: Uh, which is different because they're, very they're different. rural.
4: They've they're been cultivated, they've been, you know, pruned and they've been there for lots of years and they're a different olive and we never actually... Ever since Nonna's been curing her own olives, they were always the ones that we bought at the market. Yes. But now, as you mentioned The urban on, landscape is okay. changing. And it's really interesting mm. because food does evolve, you know, and um, nothing stays the same forever. No. However, you do need to go back into the past to understand how to use the in- foods that we eat in the present.
1: To interpret the future of Exactly,
4: the exactly. So, and people, because we sell our products at, the, at farmers' markets and we've got the beautiful Kalamata olives that we cure, but they take three months. You know, and Three they're months. the ones. Yeah, and we buy them from our oh, mates in Shepparton. Mm. <laughs> anyway, months. but people come up to us and say, "Oh, you know, I've got an olive tree in my, you know, pot. Yes, on the terrace. Yes, or you know, councils are planting the them. Yeah. Yes, some and all the we hedges. Just, we
1: just heard some councils don't like
4: them. Yeah, I know. I was a councillor on City of Darwin for four years. Did you like them? What? The, the olives Of course so yeah. I wanted them to uh, I, was, I wanted them I to Plant s- them everywhere yeah. But then you know Could The OHS s- agenda them. Comes into mm. it And it was a nightmare
1: oh, Someone will slip on an olive it's And supposed to die to say
4: You know Anyway
1: Is that it is that what sort of happened? People slip on the olives? Well, I the... don't think
4: so. Anyway, Not in on. reservoir, because they will the, the, the people will actually collect them because they know what to do with them. Anyway, just but,
1: but if I can just bring that up, the thing is that the mm. ones in the inner city are different from their country cousins.
4: Well they are. They are. And um they're obviously you know, to, to speak in the layperson's terms. Mm. They're a lot tender, they're more tender, and so they require Squishy. a different curing process. Okay. So um
1: looking at you, Jeff. We've had lots of people ask asking us
4: and they're saying, oh, you know, I've got a pot. How do I cure these olives? They're growing. I don't know what Mm, to do with mm. them. When do I um, pick them? Yeah, when do I pick them? And so we need to just establish that kind of – have a conversation about that need, that information that is required out there. Um, Gotcha. And and what? look at me
1: for a second. We've only got seven minutes to do this. Well, I'm going to be very quick. Let's let's have a chat about um, when do we pick them first of all.
4: Okay. So what we've got is um, the – if you go to our website, we've got the five lessons. There are five lessons. You can't just sum it up in twenty twenty the words. There's five lessons, right? So the, the first five lessons. The first of lessons, yes, yes. The first lesson lesson one. lesson one is there's no one curing recipe fits all solutions. Gotcha. Right? So um got so let's head? just Okay. Yeah. So um so let's look at the ones in the inner city that are smaller. Mm-hmm. And when you and then lesson two Mm. Right. Once you've established what type you're talking about, yep. lesson two is know your olive. Knowledge is power.
1: I like that. Right. That's catchy. Green or black? Yes. Green or
4: black is the question. Um, can I? Very quick question.
1: Yes. Can quickly. People,
2: hurry up because I've we're, got three more lessons. Three we're more we're, lessons.
1: And this is great. If you just want to get a mental image of what's happening, is the Italian's got her finger up to me? I've got my finger up to her. So we're doing dueling fingers at the moment. Uh, most of the olives that are planted at the moment, I'll put my finger down. Are they mainly Calamantes?
4: Well. Thank you, because that's a perfect segue to lesson three. Um, well, they, see, we've got two olive trees in our garden, mm-hmm. right? One my brother bought a long time ago and thought, well, this is nice, I'll give it to Now no, we planted it. Mm. Now, that one there grows round. Um, olives, right? And uh, they they are more like the uh, manzan- manzanillo.
1: Manzanillo, yeah, yeah.
4: olive. So or they're Now that particular, and I've got a photo on our website. That particular one goes black quite quickly. Mm. They ripen really quickly. Yeah. So you've got to distinguish what plant you've got. Mm. We've got another one that the olives never go black. Really? They just—I don't know what the hell is going, going on, on there? there. Even mums kind of a bit confused but about you that get tomatoes one. tomatoes
1: that do that too. Yeah, yeah,
4: and they just stay green forever. Mm. So obviously you're not going to get black olives from that plant, mm. right? So what the hell do you do with that one? Yeah. So if you've got the one that they go green, grow back black quickly. Yes. Um, just don't freak out. No. Just enjoy the different shades of green and black. Mm-hmm. Wait till they go completely black. Yes. Right. Stand back, just let Mother Nature do her thing,
1: mm.
4: and then you pick them.
1: How do you pick them? Do you, do you whack them with a stick like yes, people do?
4: You do whack them with a stick, but yeah. you need to make sure that there is a blanket of some sort under the tree.
1: Otherwise, they're right otherwise down you're, the you're cover.
4: going to have to go through yeah. you know whatever you've got growing yeah. under the olive tree. Oh. So, um, so yeah, but with the and the black the black olives, then that's a different process, mm. curing process, which uh, and we will have that recipe on our website tomorrow. 9 a.m. I promise. However, today, however, today,
1: com.
4: yes, and or then just go manjamanja, manja yeah. And an I, if they are the small green ones, like the ones that never go um, black, or mm. they're really that's a re- my mum. I've got mum's recipe on our website, yes, and it's really easy. You know, you've got lemon and water. um keep them in lemon and water for three days, change the water every day and then you can marinate them and just keep them um, and then you can put them in, oli- in olive oil. Yes. And you and they, it depends on the olive. This is what I say. People need to really read what we've written because, again, it depends on the size of the olive. Is it one week that you leave them in water and salt and then you taste it or maybe it might be, you know, three days, it might be four days. You really need to keep an eye on it. And this so, is one
1: of the great things that your website yes. is... Such a repository of first of all collective knowledge over. Let's face it, we're talking about collective knowledge over centuries, which is being now applied to the antipodes that we find ourselves in.
4: Beautifully said, Ken. Um, and can I just quickly say, lesson number, lesson number three. This is really important.
1: We've got Curin, two and a half minutes.
4: Okay, curing Cam? olives requires focus, attention, and commitment. Oh. Okay, just because you live in the inner city doesn't yeah. mean everything is, you no, know, no, on no, demand. Snappity, snappity no. No, 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 no. There's, there's still something about Fingers the antiqu- antiquity that lingers on. Okay, yeah. you can't just have this fast food approach. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, lesson number four, don't be intimidated by the olive.
1: No, don't be frightened. No, know at, the look basic, look the olive.
4: know the basic rules, and then you are free to experiment. Yeah, because then you can create your own recipe depending on your taste. And can the last I
1: paraphrase? one, you've got to know all the rules before you can break them.
4: Love it. Thank you. And then lesson number five. Yes, this is see so this is the critical one. Yeah. Well, I think it's probably the most important one. You start your own. Olive conversation. Olive conversation. Yes, yeah. you may make mistakes initially, but like our mums and nonnas, mm. they maintain the olive conversation and have so for years, centuries, yeah, sharing knowledge and tips and involving and evolving all o- and all the time. Because when they came to reservoir, mm. different olives, yeah. Right, and it's just recently that we've been curing those olives, mm. and um, so you know you need to start talking about olives.
1: Well, let's bring it into Jed because Jed's got his neighbours. So he's got two in the front of his place. The people in the street. I think there's
2: a total of six in total. You said Jed. There's, yeah. Trees, so this is this yeah. is a great way to get the 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 neighbours together and maybe yeah, talk. Yeah. And so I've got to go and get another. But
4: you've got to improve
2: on your. Uh, yes, yeah, so I've got to get another. Yeah, I do, oh. and get another lesson from. Um, yeah. And his yeah. pronunciation my yeah. neighbor.
4: Well, what you could do is you could actually read the recipes on our will, in our book well, worry, on our I'll website on and then you can come uh, you can be the Aussie expert. Yeah. Yeah.
2: He's
1: well, the Aussie I'll, olive instigator. There you go. Of your street.
4: Of your street. Yes, and then you can take over maybe the yeah. suburb.
1: Okay. <laughs> wow. Through, through the humble starting of an olive comes great power and, and commitment. But the thing is, you, uh, you need to go to Manja Manja, and of course it's M A N G I A, Manja Manja, which of course means eat, eat. It's a, uh, it's a commandment with an exclamation mark.
4: And also, Cam, you know, mm. people are free to send us a photo of their particular oh, olive. That, yeah. Yes, send us a photo yeah. we, and we can start the olive conversation because yeah, yeah. they're all very different yeah. and, and our contact details are on our website and, you know, we Twitter yes. and we Instagram. And you've got your socials. Yes. She's got a socials, folks. Yes, <laughs> we're, yes that's right. So, um, and um,
1: I want to ask you a question. What's your yeah. favourite olive? Is it the green or the black?
4: Uh, the black.
1: Black? Well, there you go. I didn't think I was going to get an answer and say depends how I'm feeling. No, the black.
4: I, the like, black. The black ones, yeah, I yes. like the black ones. Yes, I like the black ones. Yeah, yes. I like green for cooking. And our recipe, you can freeze them. Really? Yeah, and uh, they're fabulous on pizza. Oh yeah. Yeah, and fried with a bit of garlic. Yeah. And you know, a loaf of bread oh, later. That sounds good. So anyway, there's um, That's a good
2: excuse to have mm, some wine and, and a little yeah. bit of uh, chili. Chili? Yes. Yes, chili yes a bit of chili. Garlic. That's the. The rules I've got to learn so I can break them and get the flavour into
1: them. And and I guess that that comes into all things about cooking is you've got to understand how food behaves before you can start um, freestyling it. Because you've got to know the things, the fundamentals before you go outside of the square. But uh, you guys have been working within that square for a long time now. We've been speaking for a while. Big love to Therese. say Thank you. Say hi. Um, it is Mancha Mancha. Thank you for coming in on Easter Thank Saturday, Sunday. Thank you. I got out
4: of the cooking. That's great. Thank you.
1: <laughs> Thank you. It's good. And uh, and we've gone a, a couple minutes over time because, uh, Jed, you're going to be looking after the bus for Sunday lunch.
2: Yes. i'm um, pushing what, the button. Should I just go now? I think so. We should, we should probably take leave. Goodbye
1: okay. We'll... well, I'll just leave quietly. Um, I'm heading down to the coast, which will be fun. Uh, so, folks, I uh, hope you're enjoying your Easter Sunday. I hope you sent out the kids and they're all safe out in that, that big wide world looking for their chocolates. But uh, maybe reflect on that. It's an interesting sort of thing. Angela, thank you so much for coming in. Thank and, you, Cam. And Jed, thank you so much for driving the bus. My pleasure, Cam. And we thank you for week. Simon's incredible tale of uh, chilly... Uh, daring do eating if that's, uh, that's a little bit clumsy. Anyway, I'm out. See you later.
0: This has been a podcast from 3RRR 102.7 FM in Melbourne. Truly independent community radio. Want to hear more? Check out our website at rrr.org.au.